What's good, family? It's your boy Cheats here, Black Baseball Mixtape Podcast. This is another special episode recorded live at the All-Star Game on the field, T-Mobile Ballpark. I had the honor of getting a few minutes with two true legends, Hall of Famer Dave Winfield. I don't even have to explain it. One of the greatest baseball players of all time and executive director of the MLB Players Association, Tony Clark. Tony Clark is a is an amazing individual, very interesting. He's been fighting the good fight for players for such a long time after a 15-year career in the major leagues. Two absolute legends. You don't want to miss this episode. Hall of Famer Dave Winfield and Tony Clark live from the All-Star Game. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cheats, Players Alliance, Black, Ball, Black Baseball Mixtape. I'm here with a true legend, Hall of Famer Dave Winfield. Dave, you've been around many, many All-Star weekends, but last Friday night was the first ever HBCU Swingman Classic. I saw you in the dugout. I saw you chopping it up with old friends like Cito Gaskin and Jerry Manuel. I just want to ask, when you saw that environment and the emphasis on black ball players and historically black colleges, what was the feelings that came to mind? Well, it's good. Like you said, I've been around a long time. Um, baseball over the last couple generations has fallen behind in terms of piquing the interest in and including people of color as fans and as players. And so they're doing some things now that, uh, you know, including the HBCUs, giving uh, young players a platform and brought them out here to Seattle to show their stuff be in front of scouts, be in front of the teams. So it was, it was incredible. I, there looked like about 15,000 people in the stands. Next year, I'm saying it out loud, to wishing into an existence that you may have the Battle of the Bands next year. In Texas? Oh, yeah. And you, you, so it's closer to where HBCUs are. So other than that, I mean, um, this All-Star Week is a very, it's a nice experience. And like I said, I made 12 in a row. They cheated me out of a couple more. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I won't hold that against them. Let me ask this, because back when you were playing, you really didn't have a playing Players Alliance. In many ways, throughout your history, you were a single-man Players Alliance, advocating, I know, for others and advocating for yourself, and it's well-documented what you did for the game in order to advance people like yourself forward. When you see the mission of the Players Alliance now, what comes to mind? Well, I hope they can fulfill some of the ideas that they have. If they can influence uh, Major League Baseball to adopt some principles and practices and platforms that enable more people of color to uh, get involved in the game, then more power to them. I mean, when I played, we were up to like 20% African-Americans in the first place. They weren't talking about this. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... That's, that's just the way it is. I mean, I, you can't go through life being a person of color and not thinking about, okay, what can I do to make it better for this generation and the next? And there were things like that I was involved in with having a foundation. Nobody had foundation before I did that. So I'm always bringing the next generation along. This open practice and the things that they do now for All-Star Weekend started me and some people in San Diego in 1978. 19, yeah, I'm serious. 1978. Check it out. My first one in 77 in New York, there was no open practice. There was no fan fest. There was no party for the people. 
and we started it down there in San Diego. I'll tell you about it more another time. We don't La today. Last question, Mr. Winfield. You are known as a sharpie dress, a sharp dresser. You are known for wearing look suits and briefcases of the ballpark. I I know the stories. I know all the stories. I've been asking everybody all weekend. Who is the sharpest dresser you played with? Who is the cat you looked at and said that cat can dress? Wow, that that's interesting question. Have not been asked that. See, the thing was when I played in San Diego and Anaheim, they dressed casual. They we had Zubaz pants, flip flops, going to the state in New York. You know, you might be have a three piece suit because I got to go see the mayor or the governor. You know, but it wasn't happening on the West Coast, so I, I really couldn't tell you. Oh, maybe yourself, maybe yourself. Oh yeah, well I'd be in the running for sure. <laughs> you know. Well, look, enjoy All Star Week in well week now, and it's Monday, home run derby. Dave Winfield, legend, Hall of Famer. Thank you for all you have done and all you continue to do. I know the Players Alliance appreciates it. Black Baseball Mixtape as well. Thanks, Steve. Do your thing, man. Thanks, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Tony Clark. I want to go back to earlier this week, Friday night. It was the first annual Swingman Classic. King Griffey Jr. had a big part in that. And I just, I, I saw you around the scene. I saw you in the dugout talking to friends. I, probably the biggest smile I've seen you had on your face all week. Just tell us a little bit about the emotions when you see about the idea, the concept to ultimate execution of the Swingman Classic. Well, it was. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, first and foremost. And it, it was a culmination of a, of a lot of work by a lot of people, um, all with an eye on, on simply providing an opportunity that might not have otherwise existed to have, have, have our young people who absolutely love the game and are passionate about the game have a stage, stage that they've earned, uh, a stage that, that provides them an opportunity to, to be seen. And so uh, it was a long time coming. There's been, a, as I mentioned, a lot of work being done behind the scenes. But uh, the idea of finally having the event uh, uh, on Thursday, uh, having the guys the first time out on a major league field and, and, and able to perform and showcase uh, left a smile on all of our faces, all those that were involved in in, uh, in uniform on the field and those that were, were behind the scenes. And we're simply hopeful it's something that we can build on and continue to provide those types of opportunities and new opportunities for, for, uh, for our young people moving forward. Mr. Clark, I got two quick questions, last ones. You didn't have a Players Alliance when you were playing. And so to see the formation of that alliance and see how quickly it sprung into action and all of the work that the PA does behind the scenes, I know that they're lock, in many ways lockstep with what the mission of the Players Alliance is. Just how does that make you feel that to know that these players have an organization uh, just beyond the, the traditionals that could advocate for them now? Well, I, I think it's great that the guys have, have gotten together and, and have put themselves in a position uh, to have their voice heard. Uh, as a player, when I came up, uh, it, was, it was one where uh, we as, as black ball players leaned on each other, um, confided in each other, took care of each other along the way, uh, and we knew, particularly over the course of, of my career, that the numbers were dwindling, dwindling. There were less and less players that looked like us, sounded like us, came from where we came from, uh, such that we had to lean on one another to make sure that we had the support that, that we otherwise needed to continue to perform at this level and do so over, over a long period of time, such that we, we continued to pave the way for those that were coming next. So with everything that's going on in our, our communities, with things, everything that's going on in the game, uh, having the guys get, to, get together with an, with an eye on continuing to impact 
the next generation, both on the field and off the field, is very important. Last question. You are a extremely snazzy dresser. Clinton Yates and I were talking about your uh, your, your look, 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 the 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 is it alligators? We talked about the Crocs a little bit earlier in the week. I've asked everyone, uh, especially last night at the gala, who was the sharpest dresser you played with, or or who was a player that you looked at maybe coming up or, or in your career and said that that cat has style. Well, there were there were three of them. It's funny you asked this question. There were three of them. Um, one of them was there last night, and and each of them, in one fashion or another, in one way or another, took me under their wing when I first came up to the big leagues. And that was Eric Davis, Cecil Fielder, and Lou Whitaker. Those three uh, were the ones that kind of held my hand and pointed me in the direction of how I was supposed to look, how I was supposed to sound, how I was supposed to act as a major league ball player. Mr. Clark, enjoy the All-Star game. That is awesome. I can't wait. One of these days, the book's going to come out, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait for the book to come out. He might look. He might want to wait a little more, a couple more years before he tells the story in the book. Because I don't know. I don't know the battles you fought, but a lot of people recognize it, and we know you're fighting. So thank you, Mr. Clark. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I want to thank Hall of Famer Dave Winfield. I want to thank Executive Director of the Players Association Tony Clark. These interviews would not be possible without Sylvia Alvarez and Kevin Slack. Thank you both to them. As always, please subscribe, like, follow, and share the Black Baseball Mixtape Podcast. Also, a huge, huge shout-out to the Players Alliance. Thank you for all you do and allowing this to happen. Until next time, we'll be back.